Welcome to Season 2 of the Building Community Podcast, a show for thought leaders like you. You know that success depends on relationships between your organization and the people in and around it. Last season was focused on connecting with connectors. Experts shared how they connect their organization with those people who make them thrive. This season will focus on insider insights, where experts will let you in on their best practices in a specific area of community building. Together, we shine a light on how community helps you reach your corporate goals. I'm your host, Simona Petsch, and I've been empowering organizations for a decade and a half doing exactly that. Ready for it? Listen in as we set out to make communities thrive. We're going to join companies and we're going to quit companies. It's going to happen. It's part of a healthy career, actually. Joining, living, learning new things. And Anna knows, Anna Moreno D'Amico is the Global Senior Manager of Alumni Strategy and Engagement at BCG, Boston Consulting Group. In that role, she's responsible for alumni strategy of the BCG Global Alumni Network. In our talk, she shares how BCG first introduced the corporate alumni network over 20 years ago. And she lets us in on what she has learned while growing the BCG network to over 33,000 members across the globe. Interested in Anna and her work? Find out more in the show notes. We're starting season two of the Building Community Podcast by zooming in on a best practice model of a seasoned corporate alumni network, the Boston Consulting Group BCG Global Alumni Network. And today we'll look at what role our team members have in designing programs for our former colleagues. We'll dive into what resources we need to make it happen. And we'll also talk about the perspective of our former team members and our organizations when it comes to giving and receiving value. Welcome to the show, Anna. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited about this conversation. Same here. First things first, Anna, in your own words, what is a corporate alumni network and what's the power of an alumni network? What's the magic of it? I love the word magic because I'm super passionate about this topic. And for me, the power of an alumni network is to keep people engaged for life, keep employees connected for life. We are so used to say goodbye to colleagues and friends when they decided to move on in professional challenge. And when you have a corporate alumni network in place, you give people the opportunity to stay connected, not only to each other, but also to your brand. So for me, the power, it's really endless. It's limitless. It's limitless. And in practice, out there every single day, we see that alumni engagement efforts often start with only one team member, right? Dabbling a little bit with engaging their former team members, with building out programs where former team members can be included. And when that person can then show the fruit of their labor and over time with proof of concept, we see that maybe a full-time person can get started on alumni efforts and then support comes in and the team is growing and growing. So an alumni corporate network, an alumni department or a function can happen with one person working a few hours a month, you know, just starting to collect data of people, trying to put people in contact with each other, just trying to leverage tools or systems that you already have in place. You don't need to reinvent the wheel, you know. I think when you talk about building something from scratch, people get too scared because it's going to be too much work or we don't have time for it or we don't have the budget for it. Mm-hmm. But can start pretty, pretty small with one person dedicating a few hours a month to collect data, to say goodbye to people. And then when you started to gain momentum and you got to start a, big, a bigger reputation about everything you're doing and people get interested and curious 
about what you're doing, you will start to get more sponsorship and resources, and then things can start to escalate. And that's exactly what happened at BCG. We started pretty small with someone in marketing saying, hey, we should stay connected to alumni. We should stay connected to employees that left us because they're becoming CEOs out there or because they can become brand ambassadors. Why are you not talking to them? And people start to build a case internally. And right now, after a few years, a couple of years, actually, we have a bigger team dedicated to global alumni practice worldwide to support all former BCGers. Yeah, and you start with baby steps. For you, those baby steps have led to a program where you're now supporting over 33,000 alumni. It's a huge explosion when you're thinking that you started it with one person just doing this on the side, you know, getting analytics, getting data, building it up slowly. What today is the role of your team? Because you're focusing not just on the alumni efforts here in the United States, but also on the global alumni efforts. So my team is responsible to provide the guidance and the strategies to all BCG locations across the globe. And we're talking about over 70 offices to support 33,000 former employees. And it's pretty amazing to have a dedicated global team thinking about the strategies, the guidance, the do's and don'ts, the templates that we can share and people on the local offices, they can execute, they can deploy based on local preferences, whatever makes sense for them. And we really respect difference across geographies. We really respect what makes sense for your alumni community locally. We know, for example, that in Japan, people love to get breakfast together. It's not the case in South America that happy hours are most famous. In other countries, it's very common to get alumni together to talk about content. But in other locations, they are so close to each other that they prefer to have a social interaction, something fun to watch a movie with us or to discuss a new white paper or a new piece of information about the market. Sometimes people just want to see old friends. And that's exactly what my team does. We provide the guidance, but we give full autonomy, full liberty to local teams deploy alumni initiatives in the way that makes more sense for them. You need to know who's leaving the firm, in which terms they're leaving the firm, if they're happy about the new endeavor, if they need any kind of support, and you need to collect data. And I keep thinking when everything started a few years ago, we didn't even have a CRM strategy in place. So right now, everything is under data, right? We need data to do literally everything, to tag people, segment people, create affiliation opportunities, create micro communities. You need the data. Can you imagine 20, 15 years ago when CRM platforms wasn't that good? People were filling out exit surveys in paper and handing out paper. And the alumni person was like trying to copy and paste data uh, from paper to, uh, to an Excel spreadsheet, for example. It was way more complicated. Right now, we have so many tools and systems ready to help us, ready to support alumni initiatives. And many of them are free. So when you talk about budget, you can start small and you can start free with many resources and then you can escalate later. You're going to laugh, Anna, because I've been in the community space for so long, 16, 17 years ago. I actually still used an old phone book to find oh. contact. <laughs> I literally <laughs> was sitting at my desk. 
totally old school. So that's that's how far my efforts go back. <laughs> but you brought up a really good point when you're now talking about the cultural differences and how you're providing a framework to all your offices across the globe, but you're not telling them what they have to do, that they have this ability to individually adjust to the needs of their regions. And I think that's actually one of the biggest challenges that I see with a lot of clients. You don't want to come across as inauthentic or insincere. Yeah. I think you have to have one common goal, you know, across the globe. And our common goal is to keep people together, is to stay connected to people. We keep saying that people need people, you know. They want to know what's going on with their friends. They want to know what's going on with their careers. People need people. Our purpose is to stay connected to people because we want to keep helping them. That's really authentic from our side. For example, we have a few local alumni communities, pretty small, 25, 30 people. You can totally invite all of them to your Christmas party, even families. You can invite with kids and significant others to your Christmas party. In other locations, we have over 2,000 alumni in the same city. It's impossible to host a Christmas party for 2,000 people. So let's host something virtual. Let's host a webinar or a town hall. doesn't matter. The only thing that matters to us is to make alumni feel that they are still part of this big family. They are still part of this network. The community is real. Can be virtual, can be in person, can be a social party, can be a content-oriented event. It doesn't matter. We're going to keep inviting you. You're going to hear from us. And if you need any kind of help, you can reach out to us because someone will be able to help you. I think every time you offer a service or you offer help, you offer any kind of support, you hand your arm to people to literally help them, that's when the, the trust begins. You know, oh, there's no commercial interest about it. They're literally just trying to help me. That's pretty real, you know. So I think when you put the human connection, the human favor, the human support in any kind of commercial transaction, that's when you gain people trust and that's why we keep doing this. Mm -hmm. And something that you're just mentioning with kind of this bottom-up approach where you're including your former team members with activities current team members are engaged in, like a Christmas party, hey, if we only have 25 alumni in the region, why not have them and their families over so we can continue that bond? And that is something that I see in the best practice models. Those are the things that make people really believe in, okay, they want to do this for us and they don't only have commercial interest in mind. It, it's a big win-win situation, you know, mm -hmm. because you invite former employees to your party, for example. So we are what we are because of people that work for us. That's our way to pay back for many, many years of hard work. At the same time, when you put employees and former employees in the same room, in the same situation, and they can talk, they can connect to each other, it's good for employees as well because they're, okay, how my career can uh, develop, what my career look like if I decide to leave this company at some point. Okay, let me talk to someone that already walked this path, you know. So I think it's a good opportunity for any kind of audience. And we have zero problem putting employees and former employees together. It's something that I already heard from my counterparts in the market. Yeah. We're never going to put alumni and employees in the same room because maybe alumni will convince employees to quit. And honestly, I think that makes absolutely no sense. They are all part of the same company. They have common interests. They are just in different stages of their career, but they're walking the same path. Why can they cannot talk to each other, you know? <laughs> yeah, you should encourage that because if somebody's ready to leave and somebody wants to jump ship, they're going to do it either way and they're going to exactly. find a way. 
You know? Exactly. Why hold somebody who doesn't want to be there anymore and who has other ambitions for that time of your life? Because maybe later on, in a few years, they want to come back or in a different capacity. And when you talk about being authentic and being genuine about people, every time you try to hide something or try to manipulate feelings, that's exactly when the bad happens, you know, mm -hmm. to build trust, to gain people's trust and to make sure they understand you're there for them, trying to help them. Just be true. Just be real. You know, don't try to manipulate. Don't try to hide people from each other. They will connect anyway, as you said. If they want to get in touch, they will find each other. Okay, let's make the situation easier for them. And then what's also important in this aspect is that we don't put any hierarchies into our alumni efforts, right? So there is organizations out there who say, okay, in my corporate alumni network, I only have the senior executives. You know, it should be an all-inclusive opportunity for everybody. How do you approach that? We have many, many thousand alumni at BCG and we try to be as inclusive as possible because everyone matters. You know, we are the company that we are today because of everyone, because of the consultants, because of partners, because of marketing and IT guys and finance and legal and compliance. Everyone matters, you know? So alumni corporate programs should be super inclusive. So why you are putting people in a kind of a ladder? makes absolutely no sense in my humble opinion. We shouldn't try to label people or just invite senior people and neglect the junior ones. You know, as I said, they're just in different stages of their career. They doesn't value more or less. The junior people today, and I'm quoting junior, the junior people today will be senior in 10 years. You know, why you don't take this an opportunity to nurture the relationship, to gain their trust, to educate these people, to stay connected to you in the next decade when it's time to, to hire or to, to do something more strategic to your business. They will be ready because you've been talking to them since the early stage. So I'm totally against hierarchical strategies mm -hmm. in corporate alumni programs. Same for me. I mean, there's those organizations out there that all of a sudden say, oh, they used to work with us when it's a person that become a senator or a president or taking over a large company or in science when somebody receives the Nobel Prize, right? Then it's all over the news sections of organizations. I'm like, yeah, uh-uh. That's not how you do it. You're supposed to build that relationship throughout all the different stages in their career development, not only when they're on top. I cannot imagine a worst feeling. What kind of message you're saying out there? It's a really bad strategy. Actually, it's a straight disaster strategy. <laughs> Absolutely. Don't make people sit at the kids' table. <laughs> 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 so BCG is one of the largest management consultancies, right, that we have in the world. What type of organization do you think Anna should actually consider building a community for their former team members? I would say to kick off your alumni community doesn't require more than two people. You know, if you have a startup with 15 employees, 20 employees, at some point, people will live. Fine. You want to know why they're leaving. Hey, how was your experience? There's something we can do better in the future. We'd love to stay in touch. Just collect people data and host a party once a year for these people or just send a holiday card. Your cost will be zero to send a holiday card to your former employees. Just say, hey, I hope you had a great year. Happy holidays. If you need anything, we're here for you. To five, 10, 15 people. At some point, your alumni community will be 100, will be 200. I think it's way easier to start when you have 20 people 
Then we're trying to catch up. You already have 10,000 in our backlog. You know, nobody's going to write 10,000 holiday cards. Like provocation, if I allow to use <laughs> this word. Every time a new company is opening, every time a startup is launching, people care so much about the recruiting strategies, right? What they develop, employee value proposition, candidate value proposition, employer branding initiatives, recruiting efforts. They care so much about the beginning of the cycle because they want to look attractive to candidates, to students. Why we're caring so much about the beginning and simply neglecting the end of the employee life cycle? You know, it's part of the same engine, the same, the same mechanism. You don't need to spend the same amount of money or time as you're spending in recruiting, but just do something for alumni. If you're caring so much of people that join you, why you're not caring a little bit about people leaving you? They can join you back in the future. They can say good things about your company, especially if you are a new company. You want to count with the word of mouth, you know? So my point is just, Let's care a little bit about the offboarding as much as we're caring about the onboarding because they're all part of the same life cycle and the investment will pay off pretty soon. Yeah, and let's get creative with exactly what you're saying. You can start inexpensively. You can start small. You can start with those baby steps. Write your first 20 Christmas cards and keep going at it and build over three, five, ten years. I'm sure you see that too. When I'm working with my clients, it's usually smaller organizations. It's startups and it's organizations with a few hundred people. I don't see organizations with thousands and thousands and thousands of people all over the globe try to attempt to introduce an alumni network from one day to the other, right? This is something that needs to grow within an organization because oftentimes when you're a large organization, you have rigid structures. You're not agile. It's not easy to to introduce that with different cultures. It's much easier to introduce that community thinking and that passion for an organization and its people from the bottom up as you're growing with it and as it's getting bigger. Yeah. Yeah. And I believe people, they avoid talking about alumni community sometimes or offboarding because it's uncomfortable or it's something that people don't want to talk about. No, Anna, no, we're just hiring. We're not going to talk about when people are leaving, but you know, they're going to leave eventually. It's going to happen. I think it's the same as talk about life insurance. You know, nobody wants to talk about it, but it's going to happen. We all know, you know, it's going to happen. So let's make this natural. Let's, let's normalize. Let's normalize things that will happen with us. We're going to join companies and we're going to quit companies. It's going to happen. It's part of a healthy career, actually. Joining, leaving, learning new things, you know, it's part of any learning curve of any career. So let's talk about it. And people still have this stigma. Let's not talk about it. Otherwise, people are going to think we want them to quit. We don't want them to yeah. quit. We just want them to know that if they decide to quit, they're going to have a big support from us. I think it's yeah. a totally different message. Yeah, we still got your back, even though you decide for something else at this time. Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you something else. I often see out there that the term alumni itself is a little bit negatively connotative. When I'm talking to people, you know, when I build out strategies for my clients, I talk a lot with their target group, their potential members, and I try and see, oh, what is it that you want to see or what is it you don't want to see? What are your loves? What are your hates? And they're often really, really honest that they're like, look, I don't want another alumni program. People connect the word alumni with academic institutions, which is very connected to fundraising. You know, people are usually asking for money and that's very normal. 
with academic institutions. That's not the case of corporate alumni programs. So people, maybe they think you're going to ask money from me. No, I need to pay to attend your event. I need to pay to subscribe to newsletter. We use alumni a lot and we see no problem. But internally, we usually use the word graduation because you're graduating to become an alumni. And it's good because graduation comes with a celebration. I'm going to reach the next step in my career. So it's a good thing. We use former BCGers as former employees. And also our motto is once a BCGer, always a BCGer. So we keep connected to people calling them the same way we used to call when they were employees. Once a BCGer, always a BCGer. I love it. Yeah. I love to use this term team for life. And I love when it. We're <laughs> and when we're talking about this community, there's always two sides to the story, right? There's the side of the organization and there's the side of our members, of the former BCGers. What are the reasons why they like to be active in your alumni network, in your alumni community? The ROI on that side. And the second question, what is the ROI that your senior leadership team see and how do they get involved? Perfect. I believe the feedback from the alumni community is pretty positive. We have been getting feedback from them in, in annual surveys about satisfaction, level of happiness, how do they feel about becoming an alumni? And we have over 95 to 97% of satisfaction. So I'm pretty much satisfied. Of course, I would love to address the 3%, the 5%. I'd love to understand why they're unhappy, but the majority is pretty much happy. And I think the biggest reason about that, we are asking nothing in return, you know? When we talk about be authentic, be genuine about that and be there for people, Everything I do, everything my team does, we're asking nothing in return. We are doing everything and putting all the service, the tools at alumni disposal. Alumni directory, parties, events, content, newsletters, social media channels, information, news about the office, news about the events. If you join us, wonderful. If you read our stuff, wonderful. You know, if you enjoy everything we're doing for you, wonderful. But there's no, there's no requirement, you know, to become an alumni or to get our stuff. So I believe the biggest motivation for them to join and to see that everything we're doing is real. We're here for you. We want to stay connected to you. That's the transparency, you know, in the relationship. And when you talk about senior leadership, you need to show the value of your alumni community. You need to show them how relevant alumni can be after people quit your company or they decided to move on. So year after year, we started to show to the senior leadership, hey, take a look at our stats. Take a look of the places our people are going. It's amazing how successful alumni can be because of the BCG experience. And that was pretty much eye-opening. And of course, you can even escalate the ROI later. You can start to see how many alumni are clients. We have plenty of them. It's wonderful. They trust your company so much because they know exactly how BCG works. So it's very natural to leave the company and hire the company again because you know exactly how people work. You trust the process. And many people also join us back after a few years. The famous boomerangs. On top of that, you have the word of mouth. On top of that, you have brand ambassadors saying good thing about you, about your company, about your people, recommending people to work for you, recommending your company as a consultant of choice. For me, it's a, it's a no-brainer <laughs> decision. <laughs> Same for me, no-brainer, tons of relevancy out there. <laughs> and I love that 
you're so focused on asking nothing in return. That's also one of those key aspects that I tried to bring into, into the work that I do with clients. It's usually kind of focused on, look, your goal shouldn't be, I want to get something in return. There is this law of reciprocity out there where, you know, ultimately we'll get something in return, but don't do what you're doing to get something in return. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. See that return as a side effect of what your ultimate goal is enjoy the fruits of that labor if it happens, but don't be disappointed if it doesn't, you know, kind of have this as a, I'm doing this for you. I don't need anything in return. If I get beautiful, if I don't not, it's like raising a child, right? (laughs) You put so much into it, not because you want something in return. (laughs) And it's so normal. Let's be very honest here. You get an invitation to a cool party. Hey, Simone, I'm inviting you. And you're like, Okay, what's the price or what's the catch, you know? Or, Simone, if you need anything related to your career, a LinkedIn touch-up or uh, someone taking a look at your resume or some practice for interviews because you know you are job hunting right now. Okay, what's going to cost? And uh, should I join a group? Should I sign up? What's the catch? You know, where's the cameras? You know, people usually, they think about this and take some time to make sure they know we're just doing this as a gratitude for everything you did for the company in the past years. It's free. It's easy. Just join, just show up, just have fun. When they realize, when they see the value and they see there's nothing in return, then exactly when the magic happens, they start to have fun and they start to leverage everything that we built for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially with those outplacement services that you're that you're mentioning. If you offer that to your former employees, they're like, "Oh, like what? They don't want me anymore, or what's going on here?" Yes. But yes. typically, it's kind of like really like a parent. You show support wherever they want to go. Exactly, exactly. And you know, I believe trying to find a new job or being unemployed or having a a difficult phase of your career can be one of the hardest situations in life. You know, everything related to employment or to family or to health, I think it's one of the three big pillars in our life, at least for mine. Family, health, employment, they they play major roles in my life. Mm -hmm. Having someone or something like a company helping you with one of those pillars, for me, means a lot. You know, Mm -hmm. if someone of my family gets sick and a doctor that I really trust going to do his best to take care of it. I'll be forever grateful. If I lost a job and somehow a company that I worked for 15 years ago somehow helped me, I'll be forever grateful as well. You know, we gain from you when you work for us. Now it's our time to give you back, helping you forever. So it's a win-win situation. And those are the most beautiful conversations that we're having then with our former team members where we hear how we actually impact us their lives and their future and we're there now because of the support that you're actually offering. So what's your proudest moment along those lines when you look at the work that you've been doing so far developing Alumni Network, Sana? I see so much purpose and meaning on everything we do because we're talking about people. Every time I get the chance to read feedback from alumni in our annual survey, I get pretty much emotional because I see quotes like, you guys changed my life. Or BCG was there for me in the moment that nobody else was. You know, this kind of thing, I was like, jackpot. That's exactly what I wanted to achieve with my team or with our our efforts. When you stop to do your stuff, to help other person, for me, it's when magic happens. And I love the magic word when used in the beginning of our conversation. Putting people together, when they have the same interest, the same 
kind of motivation in their hearts. They're going to build friendships. They're going to build trusted connections. Of course, business can happen, but, you know, that's a consequence. You know, there's a consequence of a trusted relationship that people build. I believe it's a huge source of motivation, inspiration, energy, knowledge, intellectual capital. For me, alumni corporate networks are an asset to any company. And people have this urge to connect with one another now more authentically than in a long, long, long time. And they're really thirsty for opportunities to engage with others, you know, on an authentic level. With that, I'd love to say thank you so much, Anna, for being on the show today. It was great to have you. It was a wonderful opportunity. I appreciate the invitation. Thanks again for having me. Thank you for listening to the Building Community Podcast. Is there a leader in your organization or network who needs to hear this? Please share this podcast with them. Help get the word out about the immense value of community. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe, tell a friend, and leave us a review. Until next time, help your communities thrive.